you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. If you'll take your Bible and turn over to Psalm chapter 133, we're going to start. The notes are at... Uh, you can follow along digital notes at lifeway.church forward slash 06-14-20. And you can see the notes there. You can see the scriptures. And we're going to pray as we start off because I believe that prayer is so important so that we can hear not my voice, so that we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, thank you for your word. You said in your word that your word, the entrance of your word, as your word enters our hearts and our eyes, Lord, it brings light. And we need some light right right now. We thank you that you speak to us by your Holy Spirit, that you lead us and guide us through this maze that we're in right now, this period of time where sometimes it seems like we're going down a dead end and we have to turn around and or we make a wrong turn or do the wrong thing, Lord, help us and guide us and lead us with your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So the title of today's message is Unity Begins with M-E. Now, I know some people know how to spell, and unity to them begins with you, right? Right? U-N-I-T-Y, but unity doesn't begin with you. Unity begins with me. Because I'm not waiting for you to be unified with you. Right? Unity begins with M-E. And I believe that this message today is a prophetic message. Now... I'm not saying that I'm a prophet. I'm not saying that this is a message in the sense of a prophet that is telling you something that's going to happen on such and such date. I think there's a lot of people that are doing that, that the date comes and the date passes and nothing happens. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm not claiming to be a prophet. I'm just saying I have a prophetic message from the Holy Spirit to us, the body of Christ. I'm not speaking to the world today. Really, as a speaker, you have to identify your office, your audience, right? And so, as a pastor to a local church, I'm speaking from the Bible by the Holy Spirit. I believe that this is a prophetic message of unity that we need to hear over and over and over and over and over again until we get it. Guys, you know... Think about when you were studying your times tables. If you were like me, you walked into the classroom and the teacher says, okay, it's time for math. We're going to study our times tables today, class. Did everybody get up and cheer? Woo, all right, times tables, high fives, hey. (laughs) Some people may have, but those people were in the minority, right? (laughs) But it's that repetition. It's that repetition. Listen, from... Genesis to Revelation, there's a message of unity. And it is repetitious because God loves unity. Look at uh, Psalm uh, 133, verse 1. 
Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold how good and pleasant, or wonderful and beautiful, good and pleasant, wonderful and good, beautiful, wonderful and pleasant and good. It is when God's people live together. Some versions say harmony. Some versions say unity. And some versions say as one. You know, when you're living under your roof at your house and there's peace and there's harmony and there's unity, everybody is having a wonderful day, right? But when somebody gets their nose out of joint, everybody else in the house wants to cast them out. Is that true? Don't point to anybody right here. Don't, don't point in, don't, don't bump anybody. Unity is good because unity is God's idea. God created us to be unified. And uh, this message comes from the heart of God to point us to his will for our future as the body of Christ. This unity, this united message. And I believe today, listen, through all the circumstances, all the things that are coming against us, I still believe that God is greater than all things. I still believe that Jesus is building his church and hell will not prevail against it. (laughs) I still believe that the giants that we're fighting right now will fall. I still believe that the same God that empowered David to take down Goliath is moving in the body of Christ to unify us with the power of his love. His love. Listen, you don't have enough love to do what it takes. But he will give you the measure of his love to do everything that it takes to walk in unity today. I still believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I still believe it's time for us to value the blood of Jesus that unites us, just like we were doing earlier. Listen, it would be a good thing, I believe, for all of us to begin to take communion every day day. Did he say every day? Yes. Every day. Let me spell it. E-V-E-R-Y-D-A-Y. Every day. Because listen, the more that you take communion and you see the juice, the cracker, you understand the price that Jesus paid because he loved you, because he wanted to be with you for all eternity, and the price to unify the body of Christ. I love that scripture Pastor Sheila read this morning. How can we say that we love God when we hate somebody else? We can't. The Bible even says you're a liar. I didn't say that. I'm glad I didn't say that. That, That's really strong, right? It's time to love with a capital L, capital O, capital V, and capital E. Love. That is the thing that is going to bring God glory it's going to bring a revival. I believe I'm excited. I, I am so excited. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm way off of my notes right now. Uh, it, it is exciting because I feel, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like David standing there up against Goliath. And David, <laughs> listen, David announced to Goliath what he was going to do. But he didn't say how he was going to do it. David didn't say, look here, look at these stones. Look at this slingshot. He didn't announce how he was going to do it. He just said, how dare you defy the armies of God? 
How dare. And today, I'm going to take your head off and feed it to the birds of the air. This thing called division, this thing, you want to call it what it is, racism, division, anything that divides the body of Christ, it should stir up a holy boldness about us that we say, absolutely not. Not on my watch. Right? Let's do what we need to do to love everyone. The enemy has come in. Isaiah 59, 19 says, The enemy, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You know, a standard is it's like a flag. It's a banner to, that you rally to. If you're in an army, the standard is you, you lift up that flag and everybody comes around and you know where that group of warriors is, right? So when the enemy has come in, to steal, kill, and destroy, and divide, and conquer. Like John chapter 10 and verse 10 says, the enemy, the thief, comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. The Lord will raise up a standard against the enemy. And we assemble ourselves under that standard. And we do spiritual warfare. This is not a war of the flesh. Spiritual warfare. But the enemy has come in. We need to identify the enemy. We need to identify his tactics and his schemes. This enemy has come in, come in to divide, especially the body of Christ. The enemy's tried to divide us over denomination. Well, what church do you go to? Well, I go to this kind of a church and that kind of a church. And oh, well, okay, you believe that. Well, I believe this. The division is deep and it's wide and it's crazy because in the blood of Jesus, we're all one. Why do we constantly look at the things that divide us and fail to look at the things that unite us? That's when we're fighting with flesh and blood. We fight over doctrine. This says this and this verse says this and I think it means this and don't argue. The Bible says don't have disputes over words. In other words, love. Love. Scripture we read earlier or referenced earlier that Jesus has broken down the wall that was dividing the races. If Paul said between the Jew and the Greek, we could say between us and any other race, any other culture. Right? Are you with me? Yes. Jesus broke down the wall. Why do we keep rebuilding those walls? This big thing of racism right now. Yes, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts like ripping a Band-Aid off. Let's get to the root and apply the love of God. Apply the oil of, of the Holy Spirit to do a deep, deep work. A healing. We need a healing in our land. And it's going to come through the prayers of the body of Christ. We fight over the strangest things and we walk right in to the strategies and the tactics of the enemy. Listen, if you're pointing at somebody, you have three fingers pointing back at you. That means we should, it's significant that we should look at ourselves three times as much as we're pointing out somebody else's fault. We've got to stand up with one voice and declare, not on our watch.
Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We need to recognize the, that division is a scheme and a tactic of the enemy and do everything that we can to unite the body of Christ right now. That is the message of the hour. And I believe right now with all of my heart that you're going to see such a unity coming in the body of Christ. Because every time you study it from Genesis to Revelation, every time the enemy came against God's people, they would unite they would, they would come together and, and fight united against the enemy. And I believe that's what's happening in the body of Christ right now. We're, real, we're, we're hearing this message of unity. Number two, struggling with flesh. God doesn't want us to struggle with flesh. If you're taking notes, the first, the first point was the enemy has come with division. The second point is we struggle, we struggle with flesh. Why do we struggle with flesh? Because <laughs> we can admit that we walk in the flesh more than we walk in the spirit. It takes a growing Christian, a maturing Christian to learn how to walk in the spirit so that we're not constantly walking in the flesh. But guys, we need to remember that this is a spiritual warfare that we're in. And the enemy wants to take you out. And he's not nice he has his guns pointed at every person. He hates all people of all races and all cultures, and he wants to kill everyone. The enemy has his guns loaded on all races and any organization that is trying to do something. He knows what, what buttons to push, and he knows how to trigger people. So we have to remember that we're not in this flesh and blood struggle. The struggle with flesh and blood is shown in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, for our struggle, our struggle, this is us, say, my struggle. You have to make this personal. My struggle is not with flesh and blood. It's not with flesh and blood. Stop struggling with flesh and blood because flesh Warring against flesh never wins. It says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so we're in a spiritual warfare, which means we should not be Democrat against Republican. We should not be the police against other organizations. We should not be black against white. Our struggle is not with flesh and blood. We are in a spiritual battle. battle, And flesh against flesh never wins. The people in the world may be struggling against flesh and blood. But we in the body of Christ should not be. We should not be. And when we use terms like us and them, that's where the division is. Us and them. Who are you talking about? It's we. Let's change us and them to we. We. We love one another like Christ loves us. I'm moved with compassion toward people that aren't like me. So the third point here in this message, we have to lift up the standard of love. God is lifting up his standard of love. This message of love, since I've been ministering for over 30 years, I have always preached 
a strong message of love. This is how marriages are healed. This is how families are healed. This is how churches are healed. When there's division, when there's hurt, when there's pain, when someone says something or does something that hurts someone, the, the message always is, the, the answer is always love, love, love. And God has so much to say about love. First John 4, 7, and 8 says that God is love. And if God is love and we're following Jesus, we're going to follow love. We're going to do what love does. We're going to say what love says. And we're going to always be on the side of love. We're going to be quick to hear and slow to speak. We're going to do what he wants us to do. Love overcomes hate every time. Every time. Write that down. That's a good thing to remember. Love overcomes hate every time. Do you want to be a hate-filled person or a love-filled person? Because love always wins. Now, it looks like love takes the back seat. Like love is passive. But love is really stronger than any kind of hate. Because the spirit is always stronger than the flesh. The spirit is always stronger than flesh. And so I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7 from the Passion Translation. This is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is large. <laughs> love is large. I like it. You want to be large? Love. Live in large, live in big, then live in love. Love is large and incredibly patient. How can you be so patient? Because I love. How can you take that? How, I mean, they're, they're mad at you. They're, they're cursing you. Like Jesus, they ripped his beard off. They ripped his hair out of his head. They put a crown of thorns on his head and crushed it in his head till it bled. But he didn't raise his fist. He loved, right? Love is not a passive message. It's incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all consistently kind to all. Let's be consistently kind. Not just kind to the people that are kind back to you. Remember, unity begins with M-E. Unity begins with M-E. If I'm going to unite, it, the ball's always in my court, it, it's always time for me to do something. Be consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Man, I wish I could be blessed like that. You can. Quit having a sour attitude when somebody else is blessed. Right? It refuses. I refuse to be jealous when somebody else is blessed. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love doesn't say, well, look at me. Look at what I've done. Look at who I am. Look at what I've accomplished. No, the book of Proverbs talks about other people praising you. Let other people talk good about you. You shouldn't boast about yourself. Love does not brag about one's achievements or inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. 
nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. It's mighty quiet. Nobody got offended this morning, right? On the way to church. You know, that just brings up a, a point here. You know, every time it seems like you're getting ready to go to church as a family, man, the enemy comes in. It's like, okay, I'm going to stir them up. I'm going to punch some buttons. I'm going to get some offense going. And all of a sudden, you're almost out the door and you're like, I ain't, I'm not even going today. I'm not even riding with you in the car today. Nobody, that didn't happen to anybody here. Uh, those that are at home, you know, you could be arguing over the cornflakes or whether you should put on your pajamas and stay at home church. But listen, <laughs> love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. We all have to work on that one. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. There's justice. We don't find delight in what's wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter. Wow. We need that safe place right now, right? For it never stops believing the best for others. I believe the best in you. You know, I don't even have to know you to believe the best in you. To honor you and respect you as created in, in the image of God. Every person that's born on this earth was created in God's image. And each person needs our respect. We need to respect one another. And it starts with the body of Christ because we know this. We can't expect the world to do what God expects us to do because they don't know. You have to have your heart born again. You have to have a new nature to be able to act like God. Why is it that the body of Christ, we always expect the world to do what we see in the Bible to do? And then we stand around judging them. Well, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. Who is their father? Come on now. It's true. Why are they acting like that? Because they don't know love. They don't know the one who is love. God is love. And love is a safe place of shelter. It never stops believing the best for others. God never stops believing the best about you. I find that just incredible. It's just so, um, it's hard to conceive with your natural mind. You have to believe that by faith. God loves you. No matter how many times you messed up, he loves you with an, an unlimited amount of love. He believes the best about you. No matter how many times you messed up, love never takes failure as defeat. For love never gives up. In other words, love continues on until we win. We are going to win this thing. Whatever you're facing today, we're going to win. Because love never gives up. And God is on your side and he's fighting with you and for you. And as long as you don't give up, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to see the body of Christ come into a greater unity. I believe that the more the opposition gets against the body of Christ, the more the love is going to begin to pour forth and we're going to see the body of Christ really rise up into a new level of love. 
And so it's time. It's time right now to bridge the gap. It's time to bring unity in the body. It's time to go first. Don't wait for someone else to unify with you. Go first. Step out. Reach out. People in the community are hurting. Find somebody that's hurting and be a bridge. Love them as much as God loves you. You know, one way is just to ask, how, how are you doing? How are you doing? I go and minister to the police because I'm a chaplain, have been for probably 12 years. But I love the police. Now, I was never a police. My dad was never a police. My grandfather was never a police. So some things that they're dealing with, I don't understand. But as a minister, I stand before them and I say, how are you doing today? And then I have to be ready for the answer, right? Because there's a lot of weight, a lot of stress. They want to do their job. They just want to do their job. They want to protect and serve. Everybody wants to do the best they can. I believe that. I believe the best. Love believes the best about everyone. I know that's hard to conceive, but God is that way. I'm not saying that everybody's good. I am saying that God sees everyone through the finished blood and through the finished work and the blood of Jesus Christ. He has invested his love in us. And so I believe the best about you. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe the best about you. If you're there at home, start spreading this love that believes the best. I believe the best about you. And I'm here for you. What can I do for you? How are you feeling today? How are you dealing with everything today? Not just because you feel like you have to ask someone, but sit down, look them in the eye and say, tell me, how are you? We're, listen, we're all carrying the stress of this. Everything that's going on. What next? We're in this maze. We hit a dead end. We have to turn around. We get sidetracked and go another way and find out it's not the way we should have gone. We're all learning, but we have to follow the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit always leads us with love. He always shows us the way of love. So I want to end with the scripture, 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us and through us. So I want us to do one thing before we leave or before we're finished today. Write down something that you're going to do this week to someone that you love. If that's, I'm going to meet somebody that... Uh, I've never met before. Just create a conversation. Open up the door. Say, hey, I love you. I'm listening. I'm here for you. Or sometimes love is, is expressed in a huge way by making a plate of cookies. Just deliver them to your next door neighbor. Watch them go. What were, were you thinking of? Were you thinking of me? Really? 
This is what we need, guys. The body of Christ just reaching out, not being afraid, staying in our houses, closing the doors and saying, we, don't have, we, we have the answer. It's time to stand up, be bold, look at this giant in the face and say, no, not today, not ever. Jesus is building his church and building his church through us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you today that Jesus loved us so much that he came. He could have stayed, but he, but he came. The Bible says that he, he shed his glory. He laid down his glory and came to earth and was born with skin on. And he showed us how to love. He showed us how to go all the way. And he actually gave his life. He shed his blood. We said this earlier, but if you're here today and, or you're watching today and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, it's, it's very simple and powerful at the same time. You just say right there where you are, Jesus, I believe in you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for your gift of salvation. Thank you for loving me. Teach me to love the way that you do. Forgive me of my sin. Help me. Do what you want me to do. Father, I just pray for everyone right now that's hearing this message, that we rise up as the church, that we set our sights on Jesus and Jesus alone. There's The answer doesn't come from men. The answer comes from the Lord who leads us in his love. We thank you, Father, that we've been given your armor to put on, to clothe ourselves with, so that we are protected from every attack of the enemy. We pray right now for the body of Christ, Lord, that we renew our mind and put on the helmet of our salvation so that our mind conforms to the Word of God and not the world and its ideals and its thoughts but that we're changed because we have a new nature. We thank you, Father, that we see ourselves as one, like you see us, like Jesus prayed for us. That this week, we'll be able to tell somebody about Jesus. We'll be able to minister to someone and love them in a powerful way. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. For this day. Thank you for your message of hope. Thank you for your word that's strong in our heart. Help us to rise up. Do what you want us to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Guys, we're so glad that you connected with us today. We love you. We appreciate you. Take it to heart to receive communion. If you prayed this prayer with us, and you made a decision for Jesus, 
let us know. Go to lifeway.church forward slash salvation. We want to pray with you and help you, send you some materials that can help you grow in Christ. This is an exciting day to be alive. I'm telling you, I understand what I'm saying, all the stuff around. This is why it's so important that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. As you're standing, I want to pray one more time and then you're going to be dismissed. Father, help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Not be moved by what we see. Not my, don't be moved by what we hear, Lord. That we're moved by your voice. That we spend extra time in prayer this week. We take communion this week. We listen to your voice. And that you keep us with your peace. I pray protection over all of us, all of our church members, and our whole community. Lord, I thank you for your protection. You are our strong tower. And we run into you for refuge and safety. Thank you that you're a good God, that you're a good Father. Thank you, Father, for your great grace as we leave here today. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.